passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. I'm Mike Chipos, man. I got this, yeah. And now, this is the moment you've all been waiting for. It's time to listen to Reese and Dan on the Angle Pick Pod. Angle Pickers, welcome back. Set the spread for Blahovich Rackage. What is this? UFC Vegas 54, I'm going to say. And I will check my notes later. I'm pumped to be here. Danny's pumped to be here. Reese, we had to drag into the Zoom room. He's got always got places better to be on Sunday nights, Monday nights. No, whatever. that's not it. Don't even give me that. Reese has been working hard is what he's been doing, and he's tired, and we're running late. Reese has been working hard. I want to I wanna second that to make sure it doesn't go unnoticed. We've been stepping up our content game, and we're going to keep stepping it up. This is not – this is not the, the the peak content that we can give you. We're going to keep on improving, giving you more and more. Well, good yeah, news for Reese. Break, good news for Reese is we've got a 9 p.m. main card this week. So you can stay up as late as you want watching some UFC fights for the first time in a week. Um, also coming off PFL 3 2022. We didn't spend a ton of time on that last week, but uh, – had these two guys in the house. Very fun. A lot of content coming from that. Dan's sporting a PFL hat right now. He's basically a branded man at this point. And, oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, I've got a couple of shirts, a couple of hats. You're going to be hard-pressed to catch me anywhere not repping PFL. They've been just so great to us. And, I, I mean, I, I I love paying it forward, and I hope to be back. And, Reese, we got Atlanta to figure out. We got some stuff to discuss. Let's, let's keep this rolling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, five fights on the main card this week. And Reese coming off the most recent set the spread win eight six on the year 2022. Dan looking to get within one as we head towards what this is now May mid May I don't know head towards the middle of the year. Um, let's just jump right into it. We have a flyweight bout first fight on the main card. Undefeated Jake Hadley coming off of contender series and Alan Nascimento. Ooh, this one's going to be interesting. Also, before we break down this, shout out to Hungry Harry. As always, he was on that Twitter scene, called somebody for a bad Nick Maximov opening line. The line came out exactly what Hungry Harry said it would be. And Nick Maximov also replied to us. So it was an awesome chain of events. And it just shows, you know, 
ankle pick pod fade Petrovsky. It worked, right? It, it was, it, he was all over it. So congrats to that hungry, hungry area way to continue. What is that? Open line? I'm, I missed this whole sequence. Did we oh, miss a... It's a huge line. I'll figure it out. Okay, so we didn't miss like a, a fade cross I, I know it because of the thing, but it's it's uh, maximum of minus four hundred or four ten, and some guy said it was going to open. So hungry Harry said fade Petrowski question mark. This line's like minus four hundred, and the guy goes not even close to minus four hundred. Like it's going to be closer to even. And then hungry Harry replied when the line opened this aged poorly. And then yeah, the guy of course goes, Petrowski is is. I mean, against a grappler and Maximov, who's going to be bigger and stronger than him, not a recipe for Petrosky success. No. He's We've seen Petrosky with holes in his game. He's been beatable. Anyways, I got to give love to Hungry Harry. He's always listening, always interacting with us. And, and we got ankle locks coming for you in the future. We do. I promise. Do. He's been on our ass for those two. And it paid, and it pays because he owned this kid on Twitter, and it was awesome. It was awesome to see. So, shout out to Hungry Harry. All right. Back to the flyweight bout. Back to the flyweight bout. I mean, this is one where it's like we know a little bit about Nascimento. We only know so much about Jake Hadley. So I like Nascimento personally. I think that when he when he fought to Lumbekov, I actually scored it for Nascimento. It was a scrambling masterclass. Um, and then he also lost to Julian Paiva on the contender series. Other than that, he's been nothing but regional. Those are two tough names to draw. So I know he. He's technically 0-2, 0-1 in the UFC, 0-2 under the UFC banner. I don't know if he gets an easier draw here against Jake Hadley. So all I know from Jake Hadley is his fight from Contender Series and what I remember of it, which, to be quite honest with you, I don't remember a whole much. I know I watched it. I just am not, you know, 100% sure. So I I, want to obviously – go towards the Nascimento side because of the fact that, you know, he's been a little bit more battle tested and he's shown me good things. However, um, you got an undefeated prospect coming in and Nascimento seemingly has always found himself for the most part as um, uh, well, I guess, you know, it's hard to say he's only fought one fight in the UFC, but he was like plus 360 or something. Jake Hadley, I, I got to give him the favorite, but I mean, I really like Nascimento, so I'm going to only go Hadley minus 160, Nascimento plus 140. And to be completely honest, I know I'm going to get more into it later in the week, but I kind of kind of like Nascimento there. What was your line? Sorry, repeat that. 160 uh, in favor of Hadley. Awesome. I'm, I'm in a similar place. Um I tend to think that there's going to be a little bit more steam on this one. We, we mentioned it like a week ago, but it's been seeming more and more like these lines are getting steamed and steamed because of all just the quantity of betting and, and this sport growing. But I think an eight and no prospect, Jake Hadley coming out of cage warriors. I mean, as much as cage warriors might not be the most prestigious promotion um, it tends to get a ton of hype. It really, and, and I'm not saying it's not prestigious. It's very much one of the top level kind of AAA, if you will, um, still professional promotions, but it produces guys like Patty Pimblett and Conor McGregor, as opposed to 
guys with a better foundation and, and less hype. Um, Jake Hadley's kind of climbing that. I'm going to go up, give you some room, and I'm going above two. I think that there's going to be a little bit of oversight in the betting public on Nascimento, a guy that, as you mentioned, has had tough draws and has fought really competitively in them. Um, people are just going to look at those as losses. I'm going Hadley minus two. Oh, five. I just don't know much about this Hadley cat. Let's give it two. Dan, I thought you were going to talk yourself into a ding, ding, dinger. Minus 210 Hadley. Oh, it's so close. Wow. I just don't know that much about Hadley to put a two in front of it. It's just an undefeated one, Cage Warriors prospect. I know, I mean, but I, I was – I kind of was yo-yoing with the idea of making Nascimento the favorite, and I ultimately ruled against it because of that. Um, so, interesting. Great pull, Dan. That's a big-time line. So this one opened up – Opened up just a few days ago, minus 300 Hadley. And oh, wow. Came, okay. came down to 200, and it's kind of settled, minus 210. Okay. Um, next fight up, Dan's going to leave this one off. We're going to go to women's flyweight, Caitlin Chikagian and Amanda Hibas. Ooh, my girls. This is an interesting one, and I was kind of – prodding kobe trying to make some comments and see if he reacted he gave me nothing pre-show um i was talking about who was going to be the favorite because i'm struggling with this one i really want to make amanda hibas a favorite here even though chukagian has the resume the experience i mean is the more prestigious fighter i think amanda's got a lot of fun tools um when you look at that grappling set and she's improving her striking a lot, it's obviously not on a Caitlin level and um, her most recent loss, Marina Rodriguez is another just pure striker. Who's going to try and Caitlin's going to try and do the same game plan that Marina did um, stuffing the takedowns and just jabbing Amanda to death. But I still wanted to make Amanda a favorite. I'm, I can't Chuke's got to do it. Um it's definitely going to have a one in front of it as I'm talking about making the other girl a favorite, but um, I'm going to go with Chuk minus one thirty. Okay. And I think there's going to yeah, be a pretty I'm, nice number on Hibas sub. I'm going to, I'm going to go higher than you. And it's really just comes from the fact that Chuk has only lost to the upper echelon of the division and by that i mean shevchenko and andrage can i go 35 what's your number i'm gonna go i'm gonna not prices right you so if you want to go 35 you can go 35 i was gonna go closer to like 50 okay um and, and it really just comes down to the fact that he doesn't bring i mean i, I like he too but stylistically marina rodriguez and caitlin jukakian are so similar that longer rangier fighter i know rodriguez leans more to that muay thai status but you know caitlin is phenomenal from that that range and that outside that did outside. dominate one round against marina if she can just tweak a couple stuff in her game plan in that cardio set but i almost think that because juke isn't muay thai she's significantly more evasive and i think that he must have a tough Box time getting her game plan. on the other side you look at juke and it's like jennifer mine vivian arujo cynthia calvillo 
Like those are just three names to me that I throw sim- similar weight to as Amanda Hebos might be a little bit better. I compare it closer to like Vivian Arujo, but I, I, uh, I, I think she's going to be closer to 150. I'm going to go 150 Chuke. Minus 150 Chuke. 175 Chuke. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big number. Yeah. I'm excited it, it, for the it, science it in that one. To, it just comes down to styles, I think. We're going to back Hebos in the science, and that's going to be a great profitable play when she gets a first-round sub. Yeah, probably a good back. Um, I'm going to announce this one. I'll get back to you with that Hebos subline, Dan, that you asked about. When we're bol- Dan, when we're bol- I mean, we're not playing props at this point, Kobe. It's not super urgent, but Hebos is going to sub her. Let's go science. Hebos by sub is – missed it. Plus 650. Wow. Six, you said? Six, I said. I was expecting like a 350, and I still would have played it. 650, I might – like, it's not a traditional pause and play, but that's a fun number. Sprinkle a little bit. That's going to see probably my bet tips page today, like half a unit, and then I'll revisit it on after some taping. But a sub – a submission threat – of Amanda Hebus' status against Caitlin, who, I mean, is just not the same level. It's just different. 650 is a big number. All right, Dan, take that excitement into the third fight on the main card, bantamweight bout, Louis Smolka and Davey Grant. Ooh, I thought we were going Camacho Torres, but I'll switch some gears. Um. All right, we've got Davy Grant coming off that split Yanez decision, which is actually a pretty decent showing. I mean, he outperformed that 240 number. Um, wow, that's an interesting – that's not some – that's – I need to revisit that fight. I'm very excited for taping. Um, versus Luis Smolka, who, I mean, has, has just kind of been through it. He's – had the losing streaks. He's he's had the winning streaks. He's beaten the likes of Sumu Derji. He's lost to the likes of Tim Elliott, which actually has aged really well. Um, but I don't think that he's of the same level as Davy Grant. Um, like I said, that that Yanez result is proving to be pretty significant in my head. I mean, I remember the Jonathan Martinez overhand left. But um, I guess I got to go with Louis Smolka as a favorite. Uh, there's got there can't be a two in front of this. I'm gonna go Louis Smolka minus one seventy. Mark that down for like the most expert analysis of all time. I got into all their fight styles and everything about them. Okay. Hmm. I'm a little terrified. Um, just a little, but I am actually kind of terrified because I'm pretty confident. Wait, did I say – sorry, wait, wait. You did said say... you said Smolk was the favorite. That's wrong, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. okay, okay. Sorry. Okay. 
Wait, Sorry. rewind that then. What What do you have? Davy, Davy Grant minus 170. Is oh, it, that okay. was a whole – Okay, that changes, that changes everything because I was very, very confused. I thought I was about to get fucked on. Okay. What I have is a guy in Luis Smolka who, no disrespect whatsoever, I don't totally think should be on the short list of flyweights in the UFC. And I know that he's fighting this at Bantamweight now, which is – um, I think a good career move, but w- when you look at his career, he fell on really tough times early. Okay. Happens goes on a run in the, in the outside the UFC. I know you mentioned that Sumu Derji win, but outside of two guys who are not in the UFC anymore. And that is Ryan McDonald and Jose Quinones. He's gotten finished every single time fast Matt Schnell Casey Kenny and Vince Morales yeah those guys are all talented but first round finishes hasn't been competitive and I know of Luis Smolka basically as being like a, a rubber band he's very good at being flexible because he's always in bad spots Davey Grant's obviously on the older side but like you said I mean he's putting together good moments and and unanimous decisions against uh Marlon Vera he's putting together a split decision to Giannis, who I again scored that for Davy Grant, which I always seem to be the odd judge out when I'm when I'm scoring these things. But he came in as a big dog against John Martinez. People ate that, me included. I think Davy Grant is going to be sizable. I'm going to go two thirty. Two thirty. I think it could be higher, to be honest with you, Dan. Just because. When you look at Luis Smolka, you're talking about a guy who's fringe UFC, has struggled to put anything together. And then on the other side, you're talking about a guy who, although coming off two losses, Adrian Yanez and Cheeto Vera, he's beaten Cheeto Vera. He knocked out Jonathan Martinez, who's way better than Luis Smolka. And I just feel like so much of it comes down to the way the fight plays out. Luis Smolka's there I'm to get... I'm looking at the losses that... Louis Smolka is, is get. I mean, obviously there are quick finishes, but lightning. He's there to be hit at all times. He already got cut from the UFC once. Hey, but the the experience is all on Louis Smolka's side. It's Moreno, Ray Borg, Tim Elliott, Tooth Nicolau. Loss, loss. Yeah, but the, I mean, <laughs> I mean, like, dude, Davy Grant beat Cheeto Vera. He beat. That's John really underrated. Martinez. A win over, I mean, the win over Cheeto Vera was a different Cheeto Vera, but that is underrated. Yeah, but still, I mean, even the Giannis, I scored for him. And Giannis, if if you put Giannis with his hype in this line, you're making Giannis minus 350, I bet. Yeah. I don't know. It's just maybe higher. And maybe I'm way off on this one. I mean, I, I had the wrong guy that I said initially. Yeah, you, so. you went, that's what scared the shit out of me. I'll maybe I'm go- just completely lost. I don't know why you could be dead on, but I, I really think it's, I, I just think Smolka doesn't belong to be honest. It's 280 grand. Okay. I mean, I missed it by 50 cents, but. Damn, That's bigger than I thought. That's a lot bigger than I thought. And do you want to the worst part? Full disclosure. If I had to pick a side that I'm, I'm laying the 280 on Grant. That's crazy to me. Dude, Smolka is, shouldn't be here. All right, with that, race 2-1 lead, leading things off, co-main, light heavy, 
Ryan Span, and Ian Kutalaba. Who gets to go? Did I just lead off two? Nope, just kidding. Dan leads off. Isn't this my third Keep in a row? Check, boys. Yeah, I think you messed up, Kobe. I think you. I think he led Smolka and Chuk. He and, did. Yeah, so I'll lead this one, Dan. Um, I mean, Dan and I are going to play the same game. We're trying to figure out how high we can make Kutalaba without like being too ridiculous. But we're both team fade Ryan Span. Ryan Span has showed me little to almost nothing personally. I mean, he showed me that if it gets to the mat, he's fucked. Um, and he showed me that if he stays standing, he's fucked. And so beating Misha Serkinov and barely surviving a split decision against Sam Alvey, that doesn't get me going at all. I'm not feeling good about that. Um, the only win on his record that I'm impressed with is the Devin Clark. Um, and that was a sub to a guy who can't defend submissions to save his life either. So when I look Emilio at the Lava, authority win in contender series is, I mean, it's the same choke, but it's another good win. I guess yeah, a really I mean, tough guy. Off his back, but like, I don't know about you, but I kind of like Kudalaba. I mean, I know that he had that saga with Magomed, which is a, which is a tree. You just don't want to bark up, up bark up. But outside of that, his only losses are Ankalaev and to Oh, and I get, and apparently in the Ultimate Fighters finale, he lost to Cannoneer, who's fighting for a title. So and that was 2016. So I'm writing that off. Oh, I guess he lost to Serkinov too. But again, 2016. I am a big Kudalaba guy. I actually am a big fan of his. I think that he's well rounded, talented. And he also is crazy in the head, which I'm a big fan of. But like Ryan Spann still springs name value. And I think I'm colder on him than most people. So I'm not going to go too extreme. I'm going to go minus 170, Dan, in favor of Kutalaba, just because I think that people are more torn on this fight than I am. But full disclosure, I'm betting the 170. Wow. I, I was way off on, uh, from you. Wait, um, way off in which direction? Favoring you on more. Oh, okay. I can see that. That won't, I won't argue with that. If you said maybe I'm because I, Listeners know that I used to be a huge Fortis supporter, a Fortis backer. I think I've lost a lot of money telling Fortis. Yeah. Um, Ryan Spann, team captain, has been a big proponent of that. I mean, I think he had all the tools to beat Johnny Walker and just got idiotic. Um, he's a really frustrating fighter to back that I've I, I was I had this at like 270. I want to come down. That doesn't bother me. I thought you were going the other direction with it, and I would have put up a fight on that. I want to come down now, but I maybe maybe I just dig my heels in. Maybe maybe we're way off. Let me go 250. That's a little bit of a, a of a move. <laughs> we're gonna push. Minus 210. No way. <laughs> Wait, that actually doesn't help me at all in this. No, but it doesn't hurt you either. You also have two. Well, no, but isn't there only one fight left and I'm down now? Yeah, but I mean, we can, we're can. we taking it to overtime on a tie. <laughs> I mean. Um, and Reese is going to lead this one off again because I Danny had two, two in a row in the Shukiba Smoke of Grant. This is the main event of the evening, light heavyweight bout that's been 
booked and canceled and booked and canceled. And I think it's finally going to happen this week. Let's cross our fingers at least. Uh, top contenders, Jan Blahovich and Alexander Rakic. So I'm so nervous about this one. Before you go in, yeah, I don't even know who I'm like, I know I'm who deciding I who my favorite is while you talk. Okay, I know who I have a favorite, so I'm gonna try not to sell you too hard. Um, I'm favoriting Rakic, and and okay. and, and okay, and I'll, and I'll tell you why. First off, I'm a huge Rakic guy. So I already know that my biases being built in are going to make me inflate this line more. But I've been buying up his rookie cards when I have a chance. Even bought his rookie auto. I, I love what this guy's all about. He is a straight killer. And I, from all of his fights in the UFC, including the Vulcan Ostermeer loss, which in my opinion, he won. It was when Vulcan just chopped at his leg over and over and over and over again, but got outstruck at everything. But he just kind of immobilized Rakic and, and got a split decision. I scored for Rakic. Outside of that, he has been just pretty much untouched. And he's been finishing people viciously. He also has a couple of unanimous decisions against Tiago Santos and Anthony Smith, two guys that I know I hold in high regards. I'm pretty sure you do as well. I think Bolhovich brings the toughest challenge to him as far as what Blahovich is capable of. The Polish power. However, I think that Rakic's size, being 6'4 with 78-inch reach, is ultimately going to be the problem for Blahovich. What, now, what do those size stats look like? Do you have so Blahovic is 6'2", 78. Rakic is 6'4", 78. But Rakic has the leg reach. And that's kind of more where I'm looking at because of what he's done to people with those vicious leg kicks to the body, to the head, to the legs. If I had to call this one, my guess is it doesn't see the mat. Rakic just hucks kicks, finds its home. And, and my guess is... He gets a third round KOTKO off a, a head kick that Blahovich partially blocks, but it gets through, wobbles him. Rakic comes in and finishes the job. Rakic is powerful as fuck. And also, I'm not going to lie, Dan, I'm a little concerned with how quickly Blahovich tapped and, and let Glover get that belt. I mean, it seems like I don't know where his head's at. Also, 39 years old. So give me Rakic minus 150, Blahovich plus 130. And I probably am passing at that line, but I'm looking to find a spot to back Rackage. So yeah, I'm I'm definitely going under that. I was really unsure of who was going to be the favorite. Um, we've got Blahovic coming off of one of the best resurgences, albeit in a weak division, but um, beating a lot of guys in a row that I didn't think he would, and it doesn't look as impressive just laid out in front of me. I mean. Izzy at the wrong weight, Dominic Reyes, Corey Anderson, Jacare, and Luke Brockhold. But at the time. But yeah, at the time, he was dogs in a lot of those. Um, I agree with Reese. The quick tap to Glover is, is frightening, and so I that's why I'm ultimately going to also agree with Reese, make Rakic a favorite. Um the killer coming off of three straight decisions against guys that are kind of over the, over the hill of their prime. 
not not saying not trying to take anything away from their skills, but Anthony Smith and Tiago Santos. No, that's a, no, that's a fair that's a fair statement. And that Tiago Santos fight, if you tape it this week, was a snooze. It was a bad fight. I won't even lie to you. Everyone lost that fight. That fight was boring. They both were so scared of each other that nothing happened. My number is I'm, I'm like teetering between 125 and 30. I'll go 125 because that was more aligned with what I had going in before you started talking. Yeah, and I, I me a little bit, I'll be honest. I personally smash Rakic there. Not smash, because Blahovich obviously presents a problem. But, like, when you look at Blahovich, even, it's like he's losing to guys. Like, he lost, he got knocked out by Santos in 2019. I mean, that's kind of – What happens when Blahovich brings a similar game plan to what he brought to Izzy? I'm going to take you down, and I'm going to be heavy, and I'm going to win minutes. See, but, so like, what, I, what do we know about Rakic on his back? So we don't because he hasn't been there. But you know that Devin Clark and Anthony Smith tried, um, and I and, and so I I think that that's the question mark in the fight that even makes this as low as it is. I think personally that if we had a clear cut answer on that, I mean Rakic, Devin Clark doesn't present the power that Jan does that you have no, to no, really no. recognize. But, but, he, but, but he's going to try to grapple with you, and and so is I think so is. Um, Neither neither Anthony Smith nor uh, Devin Clark are as big of a threat on the feet to me. I think that Jan has a, a leg up in that. Let me that. ask you a question. If if I could guarantee you that Rakic – like let's say – not guarantee, but like let's say Rakic has showed on film that he is he's able to get up off his back and and can prevent the takedown. Because all we know so far is that he can present the, prevent the takedown. If I could tell you that it's not going to hit the back – let's say I can – See into the future, and I say that Rakic doesn't hit the mat. What do you set this line at? It's like Rakic minus 250. No, I still – it's like 210. Polish power is real. Okay, fine, 210. So but, I basically but, think the question mark around that basically, to me, got me down to 150. Okay, so I'm looking even deeper, though. We've got to – like – It'd be one thing if we could see Rakic getting to his feet and, and defending wrestling at all. Over the course of five rounds, this is a guy who's never fought five rounds. I'm looking no, at his record. He's never true. once in his life made it past 15 minutes in a fight. It's never been scheduled for more than right. This is going to be a This is going to be a tape thing, Dan, I, I think, I would imagine. Is what it, happens in the 20th minute when Jan is still shooting for takedowns and is much bigger and stronger than uh, guys like Smith and, and Clark. I, I don't know. This Yeah, this is not a discussion for right now. It's a discussion for the main episode. I'm excited to tape it. But um, I'm not 100% convinced that Rakic can avoid that Izzy game plan that Jan Blahovic really looked so sharp on against it. one of the best strikers that we've ever seen. And I know that also, you've been fader, a fader of Izzy, but – if we're talking in a just striking match, as you presented, Izzy's not going to be a dog to almost anyone. Y'all curious to hear this one? Yes, very. Yeah. 190 Rackage. Yup, 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 yup. Wow. That's a little high, though. I won't even lie. That feels a little high. The 65 yep. Blahovich the other way. What did it open at is the question. It's got to be Open 150. I, let's go, dude. I'm actually more impressed with that. 150 and sharps were hitting it to the rackage side. Let's go. I was really off today. Let's go, dude. Come on. 
And, and also, the streak continues. Rakic has never been an underdog in the UFC. Has he ever been a yeah. dog before? I don't know. I only know the UFC. And I only know what right. they just got. We'll be back later in the week, and we got into a little bit of specifics this week we don't normally get to on Set the Spread, but uh, more power to you. Reese, three straight wins after being knotted at six. Closes up with a poha. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.